Welcome back to Bird's Eye View. When it comes to the Orioles, this quote-unquote weekly podcast is your official source for lack of insight and for baseless opinion. Today is January 28th, 2019, and this is episode 258. My name is Jake English. And I am Scott Magnus. And on this week's show, we'll take a fond look back at Orioles Fan Fest. And we'll also check in on the fast-paced thrill ride that has been the offseason. That's right. We'll do all that right after we lubricate the show. It is time for the drink of the week. Scotty. Yes. What is your drink of the week? Uh, Jake, I am drinking uh, Kentucky whiskey that has been aged in uh, Napa Valley barrels of wine. Um, pretty good. All right. Pretty smooth. I like it. I am... Um, yeah, what, what is that? Well, it is, uh, it's the dregs is okay. what it is. My in-laws threw a party. Okay. And then after the party, they took all the leftover beer and put it on my back porch. Hmm. Um, so I am enjoying, at the moment... A St. Pauli girl and beg your pardon. Yes, I am enjoying a St. Pauli girl. Actually, are we not doing phrasing anymore? We're not. Okay. We're not. I learned at the party uh, that there, I don't know if it's true or not that the St. Pauli girl uh, on the on the label actually a man. <laughs> yes, uh, actually a man from Baltimore. The model uh, for the label. So it's Mark Trumbo. Yes. <laughs> It is. Her knee, you can't see in the label. Right. Totally blown out. Um, so, Just like the outfield defense. <laughs> so my drinks of the next couple of weeks are going to be horrible leftover party beer. Uh, hold on to your socks, Scotty. It's it's going to be a rough go of things. Well, this is going to be a rough season as it is. Uh, do we want to talk about your resolution that you made in terms of uh, beer? Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. Um, Sarah and I have a couple of things we're saving up for. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. And so one of the ways that a divorce I'm, might be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if she's stuck along this long, she's dumb. Uh, no, but so one of the ways I'm going to make I'm that so happen. I'm so glad she doesn't listen to this podcast. So glad. Is uh, I'm not going to buy a beer in 2019. Mm-hmm. So if your in-laws or your family were to just drop off St. Pauli Girl, that allows you to basically drink beer. Totally. Uh, if someone comes to the ballpark and says, hey, it's Jake English, let me go ahead and buy a beer, completely acceptable. But Fine. when uh, the opportunity hits on opening day, uh, you're not going to purchase any beer at that time. That's right. I do have my leftover baseball beer, okay. obviously, the bridge beer from last season to this season. So it'll right. be fine. Opening day will be, be good. Uh, so no beer and no gin. No, no, let's not be crazy. <laughs> let's not be crazy. Nothing else is off the list except for the beer. So it's my it's my augmented year without beer, um, which means that the drink of the week is going to be Pretty a horrible. motley crew yes. this year. It's going to be um, sketch is the best word to describe it. I have some exciting ideas for 2019. Let's just say my drinking and the current projections for the roster – are going to be quite a combination. Yeah, so if you want to follow what Jake is drinking, and oof, I feel bad for you. I'm not sure you do. Follow him on Untapped at? I'm at Jake E 4025 And you can follow me at MEGN8606. And with that, let's go 280 characters or less this week on the Twitters. Jake, are you surprised by this? We fans are idiots. And this comes from my BFF, Matt Kremnitzer, at Matt Kremnitzer, Surprised how many people are really invested in this decision. Good for Mucina for sticking to what he wants. And, of course, this is an article written on entering Cooperstown without a logo as as distinct as Mike Mucina. So, um, yeah, how, how do you feel about this whole kerfuffle, uh, as it were, in terms of the logo uh, situation with Mucina? Sure. Well, with most things that relate to sports, I have a reaction from my head and I have a reaction from my heart. And I think that most fans have been reacting with their heart, which is – Mike Messina was like the last good pitcher we'll ever have. Sure. And not only was he good, he was a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher. And of course, we want to share in the pride of having another Orioles Hall of Famer, a retired number, uh, a new statue out in uh, Legends Park or whatever they're calling it. We want Mike Messina to be our former pitcher. And honestly, if he had gone over to the Braves or the Mariners or the Royals and finished his Hall of Fame career, there probably wouldn't be that much of a kerfuffle. But it's the Yankees. It's the Yankees. And so, no, 
I don't want Mike Messina going into the Hall of Fame as a Yankee. That would hurt my heart. My head says it doesn't really matter. But my heart says no, Scott. So you know who is really upset about this decision by Mike Messina? It's got to be Toby Mendez, who was the creator of all the statues out in the in the park. Because you got to think that that had to pay a pretty sweet gig. And he's sure. just like, all right, it's going to be my time again. I'm going to do this. And let's see. No. I, I mean, really, how often does someone come along and say, hey, we're willing to pay you a good amount of money for sculpting a baseball player? I, I, really, I mean, besides American University. I can't. I can't uh, <laughs> I can't blame Mike Messina. And in fact, if he had chosen to go in as a Yankee, it would be tough to to really negatively judge him. But saying, "Look, both teams were important to my career. Uh, I'm going to go in without a without a logo." I, I think it's fine. It's it's fine. It, it's fine. It it actually makes the most amount of sense. I also think it sets a nice precedent because I think we are going to be losing, uh, you know, bona fide retirees as a single teams player right there are so few uh cow ripkins left sure. right? there are no more uh, i mean look at ichiro not even he you know it was only a mariner Th- this is going to happen all the time and so to help set precedence of you know what it's cool i love the orioles i love the yankees both were important I'm just going to go in with a blank hat so what you're saying is next year Derek Jeter goes in with a blank hat absolutely okay absolutely. perfect all right, uh, so there was that. Next, uh, speaking of fans being stupid, uh, here is a, a tweet that I think speaks to that from uh, Ka- uh, Ben Kaplan at Battle OT Beltway. I had no idea who Yolbert Sanchez was five minutes ago, but now he's everything. Typical O's fan moment. He's right. We're all like this. Yep. We have no idea who this cat is, mostly in how I pronounced his first name, but I was going with Yobert, <laughs> like Colbert with a Y. So, uh, yeah. So here we go. Cuban defector. Everybody needs to have him now that they know he exists. We as Orioles fans are dumb. Let's throw money at him. If we don't get him, the rebuild is a complete failure. <laughs> well spotted Ben. Yes. Next tweet comes from the hashtag mystery team. This tweet comes from MLB true raid rumors Padres reportedly join the chase for Manny Machado. Jake, how would you feel about Manny Machado being a friar? Let me ask you this way. Sure. Would he be a Yankee? No. Then I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next tweet is from Justin Fenton. You can follow him, of course, at Justin underscore Fenton. Say goodbye to SK Oriel Franks with a link to the Baltimore Sun article that says that basically... Uh, the company that owns SK is folding up the uh, the sausage arm, so to speak, and there will be no more SK Oriole Ballpark Franks. Scotty, do you have feelings about this? Back in the day, listening to WBAL, Static AM Radio, yeah, I could get down with an SK dog. And here's the thing. Even when I go into the shopping, uh, not shopping mall, but into the grocery store now, and I'm in the hot dog section getting hot dogs for my kids. I turn to SK Hot Dogs just as my aspect of like, all right, I'm going to go support a local hot dog chain, even though I know that there are better local hot dog aspects. But it's that, you know, minor link back to my childhood. And I'm just like, I got to do this because this is what Cal would have done, <laughs> even though I know Cal is doesn't really care whatsoever. I'm so glad to hear you say that because I am just as dumb. Like, when I'm there at the store shopping, yeah, if I have to get hot dogs, I'll get the one with the orange bird on it because baseball fans are stupid. But to say, do you do not get the black SK Franks. Those are chicken and cat and dog, like, bad move. <laughs> You've got to get the orange. That's all beef Frank right there. That's what you want. You don't want, you know, dog food. Hey, you want to taste the difference the quality makes. Right. Oh, childhood. Sadness. Sadness indeed. All right. Next tweet comes from Ryan Warmly. You can follow him at Ryan Warmly. And it's Camden Yards, the home of Don Long's Long Dongs. I did that right, right? That is is chef kiss great. That is high quality tweet. In fact, Don Long Long Dongs. I I wish that it was us that thought of it. And sorry, we're going to steal that all the time. Yep. It is too good not to use. And we will reuse it. Again and again and again. 
Just like SK Hot Dogs. I, I don't think with the 2019 Orioles, we, we will be using it very much. Oh, we're going to use it all the time. We're going to put it in and put it out. Put it in and put it out. And then put it in again and then pull it right back out. I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, next. We still talk about SK Hot Dogs, right? <laughs> uh next why are you people listening to this okay aren't you shame on you aren't you glad we're back (laughs) uh next from matt perez at fan of laundry who is if the orioles signed harper and machado both for 10 years and 300 million their payroll would be at 137 million dollars per cots their 2018 payroll per cots was 148 million dollars all right so i like this treat for a few reasons this kind of just goes into the aspect of how much money is now available with the Orioles going forward. With baseball, period. And this is the other segue that I wanted to go into. The The fact of the matter that Manny Machado and Bryce Harper are still not signed, let's call it 15 plus days away from pitchers and catchers reporting, is insane. And, you know, it's not just Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. You look at the given, you know, plethora of free agents that are still available that are easily, you know, top 20 to top 30 candidates. And it, it just makes no sense to me of, you know, how is it that this majority of baseball is basically saying, yep, we have no chance. We're going to go ahead and tank. And to a certain regard, we talked about this last year when we went into 2018 and we said, should the Orioles be going out and spending any money now? Because how are they going to compete with folks like the Yankees and the Red Sox? Are they taking a big chance of even throwing any money into the ring? And I think a lot of teams are looking then saying, no, we're just going to tank for the next few years, let these super teams deconstruct themselves, and then we'll try to get back in it once kind of we have we are going to have a chance. So it's really frustrating um, to kind of see it. I mean, even Marquecas signing for a one-year $6 million deal. Do I think that, you know, Marquecas is a great player? No, but I think he should be at least getting 10 to $12 million and probably more like a two-year deal for like 16 to 20 million, but I don't know. It's the more and more I look at it. And I know this is a kind of a, a Twitter, you know, rattling cry from a, from a lot of trolls is I look at 2021 when the labor negotiations come up and I just think to myself, uh, I, I feel like bad times are coming once again. Yeah. We could be in trouble. I, you know, I look at Harper and Machado not having jobs and I think, you know, that's crazy. I, and that was I, the point of, you know, Matt Perez here. He basically said, if you have money, why would you not be throwing money at you know top baseball players in their mid twenties? Like, right. if you're not going to throw money at these guys, who are you going to throw money at? Like, exactly. there, there's nobody else. You know, we we scream the the mega deals don't work. You know, right. the the deal for uh, a Rod didn't pay off. The deal for Davis didn't pay off. You know, you look at these two hundred and fifty three hundred million dollar deals that are going to be paid out, and most of them aren't going to work. And so you say, oh, teams are dumb for doing this. Yes, that is a hundred percent true. But Manny Machado and Bryce Harper are worth spending money on. Yeah. You know, this is not a guy going into the back end of the prime of his career or on the sliding scale. You're not paying for what he's already done. These two players are going to be good for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens, then, you know, in the next labor deal because there is there is money in baseball. If the Orioles can do it, any other team in baseball can do it. Sure. And, and this notion that – um, the deals are kind of up in the air because of the whole longevity of the deals. Um, honestly, the deals are going to work out just like this, where it's going to be a seven to 10 year deal. And there's going to be an opt out of three years. There's no question that they're going to get to the next bargaining contract. And then they're going to get the option for the players to opt out. So in reality, the only thing you're kind of betting against is, do you think this player is going to have a career threatening injury and basically prevent him from playing baseball again, or to the level that he is? And, I, I just don't see it with Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. I just I, don't. I think it's a little worse than that. If they get hurt, you've got insurance money. Sure. You're really hedging your bets against Chris Davis. Fair that, enough. That, that is the yeah. nightmare scenario. Yeah. Right? It, Chris Davis is kind of the warning, warning, don't ever do this again. Um, so it's good to living in infamy like that for Orioles fans. All right. Well, it, it's hard to recognize them these days, but this tweet comes from Roar from 34. Of course, Matt Taylor. Hey, there are still players I recognize. Hashtag in trade we trust. And this comes from Trey Mancini. Pump for O's Fan Fest tomorrow. See you all there. Yeah, Jake, uh, Trey Mancini had some interesting quotes and some interesting conversations. Um, 
kind of serving as the ambassador for the Orioles now. Um, you went to FanFest. I did. I was um, there. It, it was something. So let's get into the brutal details of FanFest, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, Scotty, it was uh, 2019 Fan Fest on Saturday, and this is the time. This is the time where Orioles fans decide, you know what? It's cold outside. Let me go stand in line for an hour to get in the door. Uh, I went to Fan Fest, and you stood in line for an hour. No, <laughs> no, no. I went to Fan Fest pretty determined to be cynical about the event, and I sat down to write up a quick blog post about it, and. In the process of writing, I basically changed my mind 180 degrees. I, I went from, you know, this is a ridiculous exercise. This team is awful. The team has nothing to, uh, you know, to offer its fans. This is just theater, you know, kabuki theater of the highest order. And by the end of it, I was feeling like this. Scotty, Fan Fest. It's a silly love song from the team to its fans. This is this is an experience that's not meant for most of us. It's not meant for people of rational mind and and spirit. It is for people that want to bask in the warm embrace of enthusiasm for a terrible baseball team in January. And you know what? What's wrong with that? A lot. <laughs> no, I, I think for the... By the way, Wings is pretty bad. <laughs> like, it's pretty bad. For the... Uh, I'm, I just want to play bad Paul McCartney songs. What's wrong with that? Um, for the Orioles faithful, which is really, you know, the, the audience for this event, FanFest is great. And to go and forget about the fact that the team is crap, to go and forget about the fact that 2018 was a horror show, to forget the fact that it we is have gonna... all season to think about that. But on FanFest, we don't think about that's that. That's right. That's right. And and you know what? Good on them. It, it, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So I went to FanFest. A good time was had by all. Um, I kind of split the day. By all? A good time was had by a small percentage. Yeah. I split the day uh, being uh, fake news for a little while. They were kind enough to let me back in the media area uh, for the morning and spent the afternoon with uh, my son and my brother who had come down. Uh, so, you know, I got the you know, I got the, the stuffy press experience and I got the uh, the silly love song fan experience. Did you get the eyebrow raise again this year from many people when you walked in? I did not. Okay. I did not. But I'll tell you, mm -hmm. with all of the new faces. Yeah. In the, in the team, on the roster, in the coaching staff, in the front office, uh, some new faces on the beat. It was not unusual that people in the room didn't know who I was because they had no idea who the other people in the room were. So they, were. for a brief second, some people might have said, hey, I wonder who this guy is. He might be a professional. And then the first words uttered from your lips and they're just like, nope, never mind. No. But, Scotty, I have some, I have some very serious thoughts about FanFest. Okay. Frankly, I find this to be disappointing. Yep. I'm also very disappointed with you for FanFest, and we'll get to that at a later point. Scott, this is, for the second year in a row, mm -hmm. I find this intolerable when players skip FanFest. Okay. Year number two now, Manny Machado, Jonathan Scope, no shows at Oriole FanFest. How dare they? How dare they? How dare they? Who do they think we are? Yes. Um, no, it was it was fine. Uh, Kashner and Cobb didn't show, but was anybody really excited to see Andrew Kashner or Alex Cobb? No. Would there have been any players you would have been excited to to have seen? Yes. Who? We'll get to that later on. Oh, my. Um, 
The other thing that I will say uh, about FanFest is that, uh, you know, it's cool. Fans get a, a up-close and personal uh, view of, of the players, of the front office, of the coaches. Uh, but I think that the fan forum open questions uh, system is ridiculous. Is it brutal? It's awful. Dude, giving fans the microphone is, and I tweeted this out, it's like giving train passengers access to the brakes. There is no reason to do it. It's just going to end horribly. So when you can make Jim Hunter sound coherent and intellectual. They have got to find something better than listening to the rest of us ask questions. Let me ask you this. Instead of allowing some really uh, interesting and and well-thought-out questions from your fellow fans. What else would you rather see? You know, you, you're up close and personal with Mike Elias and Brandon Hyde. Uh, would it be, you know, being able to watch an interview up close? Would it be, uh, you know, having them speak, you know, with a prepared statement about some particular topic? What would make this better? Yeah, so in my opinion, nothing would have made it better. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I think ultimately this comes back down to the reason that um, I went to FanFest in the past and you went to FanFest in the past was for the personality. And to a certain regard, I wanted to see Buck up on that stage. Uh, I wanted to hear him kind of you know, make certain gestures and basically respond in that um, sassy Buck way where he, to a certain regard, insults the person that was asking the question, but then at the same time is able to turn it around and spin it and then make everyone feel like, hey, we're from Baltimore, so it's not really that bad. And instead, I'm left with a um, Michael Elias, who really smart guy, and then Brandon Hyde to me is like um, a Muppet that Michael Elias has his hand up in. I would say he's a Muppet of a man. Yeah, and is kind of like talking through and says, I'm just really happy that I'm here to, you know, get this team across the hump. <laughs> I mean, seems like a really nice guy, uh, family man, but there's nothing there for me from a personality standpoint. I, th- I think it's wonderful that in our first <laughs> podcast of the year, you referred to the 20th manager of the Baltimore Orioles as a Muppet. Yeah. I uh, this is the quality that our listeners have come yeah. to expect. Uh, I think uh, fan fest events are great. Uh, the the fan forums are great. Uh, you know the the game show style things that go on later. Ryan Wagner was fantastic. Um, you know I am not at all in any way, shape, or form into autographs, but it's great that it's there for it. If that's people's top thing. Great, right? Go exactly. Do it. Whatever your thing is, if it's memorabilia, if it's you know autographs, if it's listening to the players, you know, talk and, and getting to know the personality. There's something there for every diehard fan. That's super cool. the The only thing that that is kind of a bummer is that there are lines everywhere. everywhere. Yep, right? It is. I wish they could find a it's way. Like Disney World, right? I wish they could find a way around that but i realized that you know when people want to be there people want to be there i do have another beef though and this is important okay and we need to talk about this okay i don't know if you recall scotty but in the last series of last year there was uh, a series of giveaways during mm-hmm. fan appreciation weekend and i went down for a very specific giveaway that i was passionate about okay and that was the puffy vest this was a Saturday giveaway, right? Uh, yeah. It was okay. a Saturday giveaway. Yeah. So this is like the last big giveaway yeah. of the season. The yep. first 25,000 fans were going to get one. All right. I showed up a smidgen late. Smidgen? And there were not close to 10,000 people in the park. Okay. No puffy vests to be found. At I, any gates? At any gates. I searched high. I searched low. Did you even go to the season ticket gate? I did not. Okay. I was assured that they were gone because it was gone. like a day night double header thing. Cause there had been some rain. Uh, yes, I do remember this. Right. And they pushed Friday into Saturday right. and then people were like, well, what about the puffy jackets? Okay. Right. So I was pretty, pretty bummed about this. Thanks for making me remember the 2018 season, Dick. I was emotional about it. Okay. Dude, they had like a zillion puffy vests to give away at FanFest. Where was that on Saturday during my giveaway? Weekend? All right. So there were boxes upon boxes. There of were puffy vests. Yeah. It was pallets of puffy. So vests. I'm trying to put this into perspective. Jake, um, were there more boxes of puffy vest, uh, or were there more strikeouts by Chris Davis last year? <laughs> I don't know. So you lost count. I did. Okay. You can't count that high. I couldn't focus. Okay. Um, here's, a, here's another thing. Attendance. They did not, uh, to my knowledge, release an attendance. Figure. They released it 
tonight they said 8,000 ish. Okay. So it did not feel as empty as I had expected. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was clearly not the highs that that we had, you know, in 2013, 2014. Uh, but you know, good for them. It was a, it was a good showing, uh, by the fans. Uh, nothing of value gets said at FanFest, right? The, the, the media there is there. The fans are there trying to get little nuggets of information from the, they're not going to say anything interesting. Here, here's the closest, uh, thing to, to interesting that, that I got there. Uh, Michael Elias said that he would define success for this organization this year by how much talent he could bring in to the organization okay. by bringing people in as well as developing players. Um, and when asked on priority, he said that bringing in pitching okay. is the priority. There's no pithy, you know, grow the arms, buy the bats, but at least we know the organizational philosophy is get as much good pitching in as possible and the rest will follow. All right. So that sounds like the Orioles are still in the mode where they're going to try to trade away certain players in order to get pitching in the future. Yeah. Either either that or, you know, expect the draft to be pitching heavy, you know, expect the international signings to be pitching. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, The other thing that he said about hiring in the front office was that basically, look, I got here in November. Yeah, it's way past the time. Everybody else has been snapped up. Right. Um, so he said that filling the rest of the front office is going to be a little piecemeal and that there will be another round of hires in 2019. So I think we need to look at 2018 as really just like a stopgap. Right. right. Like it's going to be it's going to be what it is for a while. And 2019, we'll see something a little closer to you know his vision of what an organization should be. You know, the opportunity to hire, you know, the, the maybe the kind of people that he would have preferred. Okay. Um, which, you know, there, there's a lot of noise about uh, Hyde's coaching staff, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I think this may also uh, fall into that same thing. O- outside of that, no, nothing of interest. Yeah. I thought there was a really interesting um, point that was made on Twitter, and it was when Elias and Sigma Dell were on stage— and evidently a few of the players kind of wandered over into the media area and kind of hung out with the beat writers and just kind of watched as Medell and Elias kind of talked. And that kind of told me the same thing like you were mentioning of, you know, 2019 isn't going to be this miraculous. We're not going to see something dramatically different. I think to a certain regards, the players are also saying, what's it going to look like? And they, no one has given them that vision yet of saying, this is what it's going to look like. And I think... There's a lot of players that are kind of waiting until spring training to see what it looks like. But on the same point of this vision aspect, I think all the articles that have been written recently about Chris Davis and, you know, maybe he can improve, I think is smoke and mirrors. And I think it's just, it's wishful thinking because it certainly doesn't look like the organization is making any major leaps and bounds to change player development and or, you know, workouts in order to make this happen. Yeah, absolutely not. And the other thing to consider, I mean, you talk about the players watching a lot of these guys met for the first time sure this you know that weekend before fan fest yep you know maybe they talked on the phone once or twice but this is the time you know that that they start building those relationships so one other thing that i thought was interesting um there was no brady anderson yeah at all to be seen which is not totally surprising um but I find it interesting of, you know, for years before in FanFest, we had talked about this aspect of Brady Anderson center stage, kind of having a conversation, and that's no more. Brady's gone, and there's not even an aspect where he's being called up to the stage to be like, hey, we're, let's talk about, like, player development and our player workouts or just kind of just being, I don't know, a face that fans would recognize. No, it was, you know, Brooks and Eddie and Palmer but no Brady. So I think that's interesting um, that uh, to a certain regard, he has been ushered back into the shadows as it were, which is just interesting to me from a developmental standpoint. Do you think that's a precursor for him being gone? Or do you think that his role is just so ill-defined at this point that, uh, you know, they're trying to find a, a broom closet small enough for him to fit into? You know, I just don't think that they know what they want to do with him. And I think when it comes up, they'll basically throw him at it. But I think ultimately it comes back down to, I don't think a plan has been implemented in place of saying, this is what we need you to do. Could also be that they're trying to give Elias enough room to establish his own identity. And at that point, once, you know, the front office is well established, then you bring in a guy like uh, Brady Anderson back into the limelight so that it doesn't overshadow. Right. Yeah. Um, Henry had a great time. I mean, he's eight, which. You already Yes. Henry Rudia had a fantastic time as an Orioles fan this weekend. Uh, Hey, Jake. 
What do you call a kid that goes to FanFest for the first time? Henry New to FanFest Rudia? There you go. <laughs> he had a, he's in the prime. Baltimoreans, I miss you. I miss every bit of you. Uh, he's in the prime falling in love with baseball territory. You know, he's eight years old. He had a good time. Uh, he also does not love autographs, so we skipped all those lines, thank God. But here's two things about that. First... Uh, Check out your question. Yeah. You're not an autograph person? No. How can you not be an autograph person? What is wrong with you? Dude, we stood in line at the ballpark for one of the many things on the tour, and one of the employees was like, oh, did you guys get autographs? And Henry said, nah. She goes, what? Why not? What else would you do? And at some, Like, she was badgering my kid for not getting autographs. And at some point, I was like, no, we stood in one of the many other lines. But at, at the uh, kid's autograph station? Yeah. When I walked by, it was just Scott McGregor. And I was Interesting. like, the kids are not going to be too excited. They're like, who is this guy, Daddy? <laughs> Scott McGregor. Uh, no, he, he had a fantastic uh, time. He, he, you know, hung out with Dave Johnson, as okay. one does, you know, important thing. Yeah. Look, there's a claw machine. There are, uh, uh, you know, carnival-style games. Yeah, baseball stuff galore. And very, just a lot of people. So it was very cool. He, yeah. was, he was super excited. So it was, a, it was a good time. One thing that we missed... Um, was the social media pop-up rooms. I'm very confused. What is a social media pop-up room? Uh, I think it's basically a photo booth, but larger. Uh-huh. Lots of props, things you can take pictures with, hashtags of galore. But, but this is a guess, judging from what okay. I've seen on the gram. So, uh, dear listener, if you could let us know. If you went to Is Fan the gram Fest, slang for cocaine? Yes. Okay. Um, if you went... <laughs> to fan fest if you participated in the pop-up room tell us all about it tell us if it was worth it i'm, I'm curious to see if the birds do this again it, it'll be uh it'll be cool so scotty anything else worth talking about with fan fest no that's that's it for me all right well fan fest is not the only thing that's happened since our heroes have been together let's let's get back in uh and peruse Well, you know, Scotty, we were all set to fire up the mics back in December. December 17th was going to be the original date for episode 258. We were super excited. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then my entire house came down with strep, um, and it spiraled downward from there. And we just said, you know what? Screw it. Yep. Nobody wants to listen to us anyway. Yeah. I'm taking my ball and going home. But in what has been a pretty quiet offseason, uh... There are a couple of things that happened uh, since we last uh, were together. So here are some of the things that we missed. And this first one, I am so disappointed we weren't able to talk in more detail about. Birdland members yeah. have replaced season ticket holders. That they, was a big emphasis at FanFest, wasn't it? Well, they just kept saying it. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so the Orioles unveiled this new Birdland members plan. And, you know, again— it's been covered elsewhere. At this point, it's old news, so I don't want to rehash it. But I did have a question for you, Scotty. Several months ago, yeah, you saw an article that described what the Oakland Athletics had done, sure, which is that they had taken their uh, season ticket plan and and done some sort of membership program where you basically, you know, got a debit card, an A's card, or something, and you know, for a set amount of money, you could get whatever. And we talked about you know what the Orioles should do with their season ticket package. And so I, I ask you this, how close to the ideal implementation do you think the Orioles got with shifting away from the traditional uh, season ticket to whatever this thing is now? Yeah, close. I mean, it's, it's not bad. Uh, it, I still feel like, uh, you know, the A's is a really interesting one with the debit card where you can use it for everything, like your tickets, food, alcohol, whatever you want to be. You're still on the hook for your tickets, and then you get discounts, as it were, for concessions, um, and then certain other perks as it goes along. In terms of you can go into the field, you can ask for you know you know additional tickets to another game. You can get club level access because I know that was a big harping point for some fans of saying I really want club level access for this game. Um, you have the ability to ask for uh, a giveaway of your offering. So Jake, if you really wanted that puffy vest, you could click in your points and say, 
I need to have that puffy vest. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to the park, but I need that puffy vest no matter what happens. And you would be guaranteed to get that puffy vest. I need that puffy vest. Yeah. So overall, I will say um, the Orioles did a much better job this year with kind of enticing folks to say, yeah, it's worth it for me to get a season ticket package as opposed to reducing the benefits further and further as the years progressed after 2012. The Orioles are going to be awful. Yes. They are going to be terrible. But I will say it is refreshing to see them make good moves from a business standpoint while the team is awful instead of what we had before, which was the team is awful and the organization is poking me in the eye. Yep. Right. Yeah. The team's going to suck. But I got to be honest, coming from where we've been, it's a nice change of pace to see them not struggle from a business standpoint to make you know inroads with the fan base and one of the big ones that i really liked was um that was added to the orange tier package also was mlb tv was offered for free to all season ticket holders now of course you still can't watch games in market and that's for any aspect for mlb tv but for those folks that are outside of the mass and viewing area that says hey you know i may be able to make it back for five or six games and then i could trade all my tickets in Something to consider, <clears throat> Matt Taylor, um, to uh, maybe save a little money. Just just a thought. Just a thought. Yeah, absolutely. And you can get a puffy vest out of it, too. <laughs> hey, it's a nice vest. Um, all right, yeah. Another uh, trick up their sleeve that they've had for enticing people into uh, becoming Birdland members is they announced uh, the Billy Joel thing. Yeah. O's Entertainment. Again, this is old news by now. It is, uh, you know, I don't want to rehash. But, Scotty, I'm I'm interested. Um, I, I like Billy Joel. I'm a huge Billy Joel fan. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's great. Good for them. I wonder how I would have felt if it was just insert, you know, random. Joe Jet. Right. No. Or, like, you know, name a. Some 41. Name a contemporary musician. Some 41 doesn't even count as contemporary. Yeah, some some popular musician that other people who are not as nerdy and and unhip as me would be really excited to go see. Oh, Wings. (laughs) You're so mean to me. (laughs) Um, You know, would I feel differently about it if if it weren't my musical taste? Maybe, but probably not. Another, I think, uh, good business move. I, I hope that you know, there has never been a, a concert in Camden Yards. I hope that Camden Yards is a, a prestigious is the wrong word. I hope it's a good venue, right? That isn't just, you know, whoever's in town can come play Oriole Park at Camden Yards because I'm a snob, which is fine. Um, How do you yeah. think Nicole Sherry feels about a oh, concert being I'll bet you she is pissed. <laughs> that is a huge, huge undertaking. Yeah. That's and what I kept thinking with, it, with the announcement. I was just like, oh, you're going to have all those seats on that field. Like, Nicole Sherry must be literally shitting a brick right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I put, feel bad for Nicole. Put him put him on a stage and put the people in the stands. D- this this is terrible, but does Camden Yards have a good enough sound system to pull this off? Uh, I'm assuming that they're going to have to bring additional sound on for the stage. Yeah, because I am not confident. Yeah, I mean, I'm figuring it's like a, a typical stadium tour. Well, they'll blast the music through the speakers, but then they'll also have to have additional speakers on the stage in order to make this work. So, yeah, we'll see. Scotty? Yeah. What happens when it when it takes place? Well, first of all, it rains. <laughs> uh, Billy Joel. Yeah. He's going to play all his hits. Yeah. He's got a ton. He's, he's, uh, you know, a Kennedy Center honoree. Sure. He is a, uh, you know, not like that matters anymore. A, a member of the great American songbook or whatever you want to call it. He has so many great hits. What happens when he plays New York State of Mind at Camden Yards? The folks from Northern Virginia are going to love it. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All right. What, what else did we miss while we were away? Well, Brandon High was named 20th manager uh, of the Baltimore Orioles. And again, first Muppet ever to be named a manager of Major League Baseball. Um, listen, waka waka. Listen, listeners who are good with Photoshop, we need a Muppet in Brandon High's jersey. And we need it yesterday. Get in touch with us. Um, Brandon Hyde, yay, nay? Do you care one way or the other? I, I'm a, all the opinion of meh at yeah. this point. I, l- look, fine, whatevs. But he... Uh, 
the current administration doesn't matter. Let me put it that way. No. The Orioles are not going to be good for a long time. I hope I hope that he wins our hearts. I hope that he is turns out to be an excellent manager, and I hope that he is not only good at developing talent, but then also managing a winning club. I hope he's here for a long time. I just don't expect it. Yeah, and I think this also comes back down to you look at his coaching staff that was named, and it's meh, 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 meh. And it's a bunch of nobodies of like, okay, this is – Fine. This is just player development. I mean, in essence, it's a minor league um, coaching staff that has been assembled. Is the best way to put it. I don't think it's fair to call them nobodies. I think it's more fair to call them except for Don Long. I think it's more fair to call them has-beens. Has-beens. Okay. Um, but I, I think this also goes back to you know, look who was available to hire, and next year we sure. could see a much different coaching staff. Sure. I no, I completely agree with you. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a next year thing. I think this is going to be a, a coaching staff for the next you know, three to five years for this entire rebuild. And when the Orioles feel like they're close enough, I think that's when maybe they switch it up. But for the time being, uh, I would get comfortable with mediocrity and blah. Scotty, I'm sad. I'm just, I'm just sad. We lost someone who had become a dear member of the Bird's Eye View family. No more. Bravik the Destroyer. Bravik the Destroyer. How could they get rid of a name like that? Uh, because they basically said uh, he's not necessary and he's kind of terrible. Scotty, first of all, he had the best name on the team. Second, he was one-fifth of Manny Machado. 20% of Manny Machado is pretty good. It's, it's okay. Otherwise, hey, why would he have been one of the five guys to have been traded for Bronze Jesus? They're just throwing that away? Yeah. Listen, uh, as much as I'm terribly heartbroken to never be able to say Bravik the Destroyer, uh, I'm not going to lose too much sleep about it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty excited because uh, Brandon Hyde was asked a question of FanFest, you know, one of the deep, insightful questions from the fans, um, asking about whether or not he had um, thought at all about the opening day lineup, right? What's your lineup going to look like? And, you know, Hyde said something like, yeah, I think about it all the time. I think about it every day, whatever his answer was. Every year we put together projections for the roster. And every year I feel like, you know, it's pretty much set except for one or two guys. You know, who's going to be the utility guy? Who's going to be the, the seventh man in the pen? Dude, this year it's going to be wide open. Wide open. This, wide this open. Is, this is kind of interesting. I mean, I feel like, you know, the the old game Guess Who? That is going to be how they solve it. So it, it's interesting that you said this because I was thinking about this and I'm like, man, you know, I don't know who is going to make it and everything like that. So I, I just thought to myself, what can we do in order to kind of have some fun with this? And I thought this might be an idea. And I just gotta keep insisting on oh, baby You sure do swing When it comes to kissing I just gotta keep insisting on oh, daddy You are the king Baby, you've got me beat up and down Inside out and across Oh, yeah But in the middle of the night When the moon is shining brighter You're the boss All right, Jake. So... Back in the FanFest segment, we were talking about what player would we want to see at FanFest. And this got me thinking about, you know, who could the Orioles potentially bring back and basically do it? And people keep talking about Adam Jones. But, Jake, I was going through the 2019 MLB free agents right now, and there is a plethora of former Orioles. And what I thought would be an interesting who's who's the boss uh, would be to pick one of these Orioles that we think may end up returning to the Baltimore Orioles for the 2019 season. I like this. All I right. like this so a lot. Let's start with catcher. My uh, vote is Bravik the Destroyer. For catcher, we've got Nick Hundley, uh-huh, uh-huh, Matt uh-huh. Wieters. Well, you know the nuns would like that one. Yes. And then we've got Caleb Joseph. Huh. At first base, we have the Sheriff of Swattingham, Mark Reynolds, available. So obviously that's going to have to be an option. Uh, Jake, at third base... We have Flash, uh, Ryan Flaherty. Jake, of course, we still have shortstop Manny Machado available. If you want to throw him at third base, you can as well. But, Jake, he's still out there if the Orioles decide to go ahead and uh, drop all that money out there. Has Hardy technically retired? 
Uh, technically, I mean, he's on his ranch with his kids. So, I mean, okay. if, if you want to go with that wild card, that's fine. Uh, in, in left field, we still have Gerardo Parra available uh, if he's, you wanted to go. He's still alive? He is still alive. Okay. Uh, we also have Adam Jones available in center field if you want to go that route. And uh, that, I believe, is going to end it. Yep, that's it for right now uh, in, in terms of available uh, free agents left in terms of position position players. players. Sure. Um, if you would like, I can give you a few starting pitchers like, oh, I don't know, Wade Miley, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you if you want to go down that road. Uh, another one was Jeremy Hellickson, if you want to have a reunion in, in that way. Uh and Giovanni Gallardo is still out there as well, Jake. Uh, Miguel Gonzalez as well, and Chris Tillman. So, uh, Jake, you, you've got a plethora of people to pick from here. Who do you believe is going to come back and uh, potentially sign with the Baltimore Orioles and uh, be with them during 2019? This is hard because you're you're <laughs> asking you're asking me to choose with my with my head, but you know that my heart is screaming right now. Of course. Uh, every Orioles fan would like a reuni- uh, reunification with Adam Jones, as well as Ryan Flaherty. I mean, God, I would take Flash. him back in a heartbeat. Um, you know, you look back at those names and you have the, the connection, the emotional connection of the good times. But how many of those guys are actually still useful baseball players. These are good questions. Adam Jones, I think, is is a player that could be on any team. Yep. Right? He he still has plenty to give. The question is, did did the Orioles have more to find out from their young players uh than they would get back in return from Adam Jones? I, I think if they brought Adam Jones back, it would be good. The the team is gonna suck anyway. It would help put fans in the seats. It would make people feel good. I think he's a good uh, you know, you know, impression. He's a, he's a good leader. He'll he'll you know lead a, a young, talented team. Good, good for him. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Plus, I don't really feel like a lot of those guys are going to take command of of the positions out there. Like right. you know, even an Austin Hayes isn't a surefire thing. How many Nolan Rymolds do we have in our in our system right We've now? We've got Joey Rickard. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. So I I think Adam Jones makes a, a fair amount of sense. I, I think that, you know, Brandon Hyde talked about wanting a bunch of Zobrists. So sure. when we talk about Flaherty, who we all love, again, I think he's a valuable asset on a lot of teams. Did you just call Ryan Flaherty a Ben Zobrist? Uh, no, but I did say he was a valuable asset. Mm. <clears throat> it's the St. Paul girl. <clears throat> I can't do anything about it. Um. Caleb Joseph, I've read, is is basically going to go elsewhere. That the uh, the negotiations haven't haven't gone the way everyone would like. So I'm stalling. You ask me who I think is going to be back. Wade Miley. Wow, that is darkest of dark timelines to bring Wade Miley back. Jake, how would you feel about that as a uh, Baltimore Orioles fan of seeing Wade Miley out there? I would give him the finger every time he came to the mound. Fair enough. I would give him the Wade Miley finger. All right. Well, I'm going to go complete Homer. I'm going simply AJ 10 back with the Baltimore Orioles in 2019. It's chalk. I think it's going to happen. If you had to pick somebody else, who would it be? Uh, Honestly, if I had to pick another person, I would actually pick Caleb Joseph. I think ultimately a deal gets worked out where he accepts a minor league deal and that he comes back in and that he doesn't start with the team to begin the season. Mm -hmm. But he ultimately ends up with the team after an injury to either Austin Wynn or Chan Cisco. Hopefully not a ball injury. Well, if it is, he's got experience with that. So we can he can teach and mentor. But I feel like Caleb Joseph. Um, Caleb can only teach or mentor at this point. He can't do both. I feel like Caleb Joseph is going to come back in for this team and keep with the familiarity of the organization and go from there. I can't disagree more. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that one thing you're not considering. Yep is the Lord. If we're going to take a catcher from Orioles past, it's got to be Nick Hundley. Who else is going to have the sway with the big man upstairs? You've seen Angels in the Outfield. I have seen Angels in the Outfield. This team needs Christopher Lloyd in a big way. And Nick Hundley, he feels that the hills are alive when Nick Hundley plays. All right, well, I'll tell you what. I will give you Nick Hundley and Wade Miley because... (laughs) <laughs> That's quite the dynamic duo, and I will take chalk with Adam Jones, and we will see who owns it for the first fantasy boss of 2019. Scotty goes up one nothing. <laughs> All right. With that, let's go ahead and blow the save. 
So, Jake, it was a pleasure talking to you and, uh, you know, just really good to get behind the mics. But uh, honestly, I- I've got a little bit of a beef with you. Okay. Let's hear it. Um, you know, you haven't come to this table to sit down with me and converse in terms of Orioles baseball until, what, the last moment right before spring training? So, Jake, uh, I, I got to say, um, no, I'm serious. We're turning this off. Um, Jake, this this podcast is officially shut down, okay? I, I can't do this anymore. If you don't establish uh, a working relationship with this podcast going forward and uh, stop taking advantage of all those decent citizens of Birdland, then honestly, this is done. We're done. We're not going to do this podcast ever again. I cannot believe that you're doing this publicly like this. I cannot believe that you would play bird's eye view politics when we have a show to do, an important show. Scott, this work is the most important work of Birdland. And you know what? I don't need to come here to SD Studios Monday after Monday night to go through my thoughts on the Baltimore Orioles. Maybe I'll find a different location to do my own podcasting, sir. So go ahead. You know what? I will own this podcast shutdown. I won't say this is Scott Magnus's fault. No, 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 no. I will shut this podcast listen, down. Listen, let's, let's not do this here. Okay. Let's not do this in front of everybody. Um, but you know, I'm going to rescind my invite for you to come over to SD studios. You're no longer invited. Uh, also I will no longer be doing editing of your voice and your hands going forward in the future. Uh, so you're going to have to work on that on your own. And, uh, yeah. And like I said, until we can come to some kind of compromise, um and open this back up uh the podcast is in permanent shutdown well then you should get ready for a very long shutdown indeed well i can probably last five or six years and that that's our show remember you can find bird's eye view's entire catalog of indispensable episodes at bird's eye view baltimore you're really gonna use that word really bird's eye view is available for download wherever it is you get your podcast Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and many others. Please remember to rate and review the show. We appreciate the feedback, and it encourages other people to listen for the first time. Can you guys believe this guy right here? You know what I call him? I call him Scott. Come get social with us. You can email us at contact at birdseyeviewbaltimore.com. Well, that's fake news. You can find us on social media, on Instagram. Hey, I've actually been using Instagram recently. Well, that's that. I used it once. Uh, Facebook and Snapchat. But the best way to get a hold of us is on Twitter, where we tweet at birdseyeviewbal. And with that, Baltimore and beyond, for quite some time, I will bid you a fond adieu-adieu. Good night, Baltimore. Be safe out there. And let's go Muppets. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.